into our series on security clearance appeals and <clears throat> the conduct of the Department of Defense that results in a statement of reasons or a notice of proposed action from a government agency that, uh, in essence, is an attack on your security clearance. This is your host, Alan Edmonds. I'm an attorney that has been practicing security clearance law and military law, as well as merit systems protection law for over 45 years. And I'm delighted to offer this podcast. And it's a very, very narrow issue, but it's one that we're seeing with increased frequency. And I have labeled it time card fraud. And what I'm referring to, of course, are employees that work for more than one government agency, contractor, or employer. And uh, the problem is that it falls under guideline E on the adjudicative guidelines. We've talked about the adjudicative guidelines, the national security adjudicative guidelines on uh, many, many occasions. They're uh, contained in these podcasts. And they're also mentioned in my YouTube videos, which I uh, absolutely would recommend that you view those videos. Uh, personal conduct is a broad catch-all allegation that the government uses to uh, take a clearance, revoke it, or deny it for a broad list of different uh, behavior situations. And today we're going to talk about the behavior of uh, filling out time cards for two different employers concurrently. Uh, during the pandemic, uh, we had many people working from home. And of course, they took on uh, separate jobs, uh, sometimes multiple jobs. I've had individuals that actually worked three full-time jobs. And um, that can only uh, continue for so long before something happens and one of your employers finds out and they have an affirmative duty to report that to the people at Fort Meade, the Consolidated Adjudication Facility, which is now called the CAS at Fort Meade, and, uh, or DCSA. And that starts the revocation process. What will happen is uh, first your employers will ask you to come in and answer questions. And that can be an oral interview or you can actually get written interrogatories. As you know, I have a podcast about interrogatories, uh, written questions that the government propounds and they send you to respond to them under penalty of perjury. I have drawn the analogy that those written interrogatories are like sticks of dynamite. They are also handcuffs because once you answer the specific questions in those interrogatories, you are restricted to that answer. And those uh, answers that you furnish in writing will travel with you all the way through the security clearance process right up to the formal security clearance hearing. The Edmonds Law Firm represents people from uh, the very, very inception of the security clearance process. That means uh, if you have questions about your background and you wanna know if it's gonna cause a problem, we offer a service to active duty military as well as civilians to discuss in a confidential setting uh, the concerns that you have from 
uh, prior behavior that you engaged in in college or high school or on the job. Uh, we also carry that forward and we answer interrogatories, which are the formal questions I was just referring to. The interrogatories are extremely important. Uh, many people misunderstand them and don't treat them with the respect that they deserve and they place their security clearance in jeopardy. And we're well aware here at the Edmonds Law Firm that your security clearance is your livelihood. If you lose the clearance, whether you're active duty or civilian, your chance of keeping your job is uh, nil. So you're going to lose your job and you're suddenly going to be thrust into a uh, employment search outside of your area of expertise. Back to our uh, topic today, which uh, is a little deviation from our normal podcast content, but uh, time card fraud is on the rise. The Department of Defense is learning uh, through a variety of methods that some individuals have multiple jobs and uh, that is prohibited. If you have a security clearance, you have to divulge your employment uh, to both employers or all three employers. And uh, there's an issue about self-reporting. Uh, we also handle self-report uh, procedures for our clients, uh, how you say something, what you say, when you say it, and to whom you say it is extremely important. And we offer guidance on self-reporting. So the reason we're talking about this today is we got another case at the Edmonds Law Firm in our Florida office. We got another case where an individual had two full-time jobs. And uh, one of the jobs required him to submit time cards. And uh, there was an overlap in his time. So it appeared that he was being paid for the same time from two different employers. Uh, that came to light because uh, someone uh, informed on him, an informant, uh, at one of the positions and uh, advised the FSO, the field security officer, at one of the jobs that he had two jobs. And uh, that started the dominoes to fall, so to speak. He called me and uh, we're navigating the issues. The uh, guideline that the government is going to use to issue an SOR and right now we're at the interrogatory stage and we're representing him on responses to formal interrogatories but I've already uh, alerted him to uh, what lies ahead and what lies ahead is he will receive a statement of reasons and the statement of reasons will allege uh, his behavior under guideline E personal conduct and uh, by way of review, I'm looking at the guideline and the concern that the government has is, uh, quote, conduct involving questionable judgment, lack of candor, dishonesty, or unwillingness to comply with rules and regulations that can raise questions about an individual's reliability, trustworthiness, and ability to protect classified or sensitive information. Well, that certainly is a mouthful, but the heart of the matter, the meat of the matter, is the uh, assertion by the government that uh, having dual employment raises questionable judgment and also raises issues of dishonesty. Uh, each employer is entitled to know 
if your loyalties are divided are you working for two different companies do those companies compete against one another um, are your uh, job duties the same or similar would it expose you to an opportunity to use uh, certain procedures equipment software at one job and apply it to another so I want you to know that this is an extremely uh, fertile area for the government now to go forward and try and revoke a clearance. The good news is when you get a statement of reasons, you have a right to an appeal. And that's where the Edmonds Law Firm uh, has been very, very successful. There are grounds to mitigate a uh, guideline E, personal conduct allegation. and. Um, we are expert at uh, mitigating uh, those concerns and we uh, stand ready to help you simply by calling 800-481-2526. So back to the main issue, which is time card fraud. Um, you have a duty to inform both employers and uh, you should be aware that in the case that we got today, the, uh, primary employer, the first employer, uh, alleged time card fraud, and they asked for a reimbursement of the monies that were paid to our clients during the time that he had two jobs. So this gets really serious. Um, the time card fraud can have monetary implications, and of course it can result in a denial of a security clearance. So thank you for uh, listening. If you have questions, uh, this is Attorney Edmonds. Call me at 800-481-2526. I'd be uh, delighted to help you to explain uh, the dangers and also the remedies of this action. Thank you.